you are now listening to a brand new episode of Starfleet Escape Podcast, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, also known as the Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 25 and is being recorded on July 24th, 2013. Today's topic the next generation movies. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl, and more, visit americajoy.com. All right, so it's the 25th episode. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, baby. You know what day it is? Other than being hump day? (laughs) It's the 25th episode. Of day of the podcast. I can't believe we didn't have it on the 25th. Come on, it's the 24th. Oh, you can't oh. do Thursdays. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so it's your fault. I'm actually in outer space on Thursdays. You're in outer space. Mm-hmm. You're a space cadet, that's That would for be sure. the perfect place to have the escape podcast. <laughs> escape podcast, yeah. The escape podcast podcast room. <laughs> would be in space. The escape podcast square. Drifting in space. You know, maybe that'll be our 2500th our episode. Yeah. That's our goal, to go into outer space. They never let us back, you know, if we do that, though. Nah, well. I think okay. we're banned from the planet if we do that. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so, we have a special announcement. What? Special announcement. We... Whoop, 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 whoop. Special announcement. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, <laughs> 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 Special announcement. So we we will be having a radio series of the adventures of the Starfleet Escape Pod, which sounds like exactly what What we're doing, but it's going to be It's like a radio drama. Yeah, Yeah. a radio drama. We we won't we won't necessarily be Aaron, uh, Marty and Eric. Right. No. Not not from this time. No, because most no, of the time no. we're more like Mole Aaron Curly's, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually might play in well in, yeah. <laughs> with the uh, the adventures <laughs> of the Starfleet Escape Pod. But it sounds great. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. Um, floating around some ideas, and uh, hopefully floating soon... Floating around space. Yeah, hopefully soon we'll be able to um, get it out there. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> You're excited, but yeah, so it'll be fun. Well, you've made, you've made some uh, some videos. Have have those gone public or no? I have. They I I've released one of them. Called... Not those kind of videos, Marty. <laughs> called uh, "Can You Pass the Salsa?" Yes, which I thought was very funny. I, I really liked that one. Thank you. And I think it was last night or the night before. I I made a new one called. No more burritos. <laughs> Which I, don't I know. guess that was about my character, right? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to divulge whose character it's supposed to be. But yeah, uh, did you see that one, Eric? I did. I thought it was very funny. I, it was funny. It's, it's not as funny as. I don't as know what the, the whole. There's kind of like a Mexican food theme going on with like the that salsa. Was, that was that was burrito. You no, know, that's because Aaron likes Mexican. <laughs> Mexican he loves food. Mexican. That maybe was maybe the replicator can only make Mexican food. Oh my goodness! 
Yeah. I mean, what? What replicator? <laughs> you don't know that. No, but that's a good idea. So we'll do that. So uh, maybe we should transition into the news. The news. The news you can use. For all of you. <laughs> a lot of um, uh, cool Star Trek stuff that uh, was announced from the uh, San, San Diego. Diego. San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, so we have a lot of that, and that takes up the majority Comic, of our Comic, news. Comic, 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 Comic. So let's, uh, let's jump into Comic. Comic Con, <laughs> and actually, we love Comic Con. Made that T-shirt. They made a Comic Con. Oh, and really? It's got Kirk's face on it, yeah, and you can get it for Kirk a little one. It's the old Kirk. Good. And you can get it for a limited time. They're only selling it for the next two weeks. Oh, and it's really? Comic Con exclusive. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. No, it looks been, hilarious. No, would have been interesting if they had the new Spock. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, Again, yeah, for that movie, that just wasn't. I mean, uh, that's the only thing I disagreed with. Yeah, it was. Wait, it was he did a that. Forced. It was kind of. Yeah. It was forced, but and he didn't scream enough. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we, let's uh, let's power through the news because we got this. a lot of it. Yeah, into the news, because Vulcan has already been used in astronomy, and because the Roman god is not closely associated with Pluto, the proposal to name one of Pluto's moon's Vulcan was rejected. No. <laughs> uh, Why? So, sorry. Even though it definitely topped the list of uh, names, because people voted for this, it was the top name, but they vetoed it. Vetoed? Yeah. Yep, that sucks. <sighs> yeah, it does. Apparently, uh, William Shatner was pretty pissed about it, too. He was... Um, and I caught his tweet when he tweeted uh, about, uh, I think he said SETI destroyed Vulcan again or something like that. Mm. And I didn't know what he yeah. was talking about. And I was like, it's okay. They don't exist See, what you gotta <laughs> in realize, that dimension. See, what you got to realize, is now uh. Shatner knows what it feels like <laughs> for all those people that saw movies like, oh, I don't know, American Psycho 2. They're just frustrated. <laughs> was he in that? <laughs> he was horrible. I didn't see that. It was that. on the other night. I, he was yeah, in, I, I haven't seen that either. Horrible. He, he was in Miscogeniality, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty good in that. <laughs> he was great in Tech War. <laughs> God. Which is on Hulu. So, right-wing preacher Kevin Swanson condemns Star Trek Into Darkness for bestiality. What? And... I think we, we've talked about this before. We disagree with his take on this. You talk about bestiality all the time. <laughs> Gross. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, yes, I disagree with that. Yeah. yeah I don't think yeah. that it meant... First of all, mm -hmm. it's not bestiality if it's like... A, a, a humanoid. A humanoid. It may right. have animal-like traits, but... Uh, and also... Yeah. Bestiality only has to do with, uh, and this guy should know this. What reality? I mean, uh, well, yeah. Moral rules only have to do with things that are real. Yep. Star Trek is just a movie. It's just a yeah. TV show. Maybe he, maybe he's one of those believers that thinks, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Star Trek's real? No, 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 no. Oh. That Adam and Eve actually were in a real garden. Oh yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. So that's I'm why sure. he takes that so, like realistically. Yeah. Um, but I can't stand the... That's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, he's not going to take his children to see this. 
Well, we 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 don't need his children to see it. <laughs> exactly. Making a ton of money anyways. You don't need your right. children. And I think it's going to be released in Japan this month. <laughs> Finally. Nice. I don't get that. It's being released in the in Japan, but we're getting it on DVD. <laughs> oh, very soon we'll get it on DVD. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. it's weird how they stagger the international release cuz yeah. that's almost like 2 months since it's been out. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And the, and the fact that they can get DVDs out that fast is almost like space balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're still in the middle of making it. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great movie, Spaceballs. I think we just talked about Spaceballs the other day, too. It was an anniversary, wasn't it? When will now be now? When will, will then, then be now? now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> so, Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness will be live in concert in 2014 uh, at the Royal Albert Hall in London. That's big. So, Royal Albert Hall is big. So they'll be playing the movies, and then they'll have a live orchestra doing the playing score. The music. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I think I told you guys before, but uh, for my birthday a couple of years ago, I went to Star Wars uh-huh. in concert, which they don't do the whole movie, but they do the story. Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO, reads like parts of the story, okay. and it goes through the whole thing like on the video screen, and they play all the songs from all the movies. Oh, that's awesome. It's really good. So it, it, this will be amazing. I, I want it to come here because I'll go see it. To America? To America? To America. To America. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna use to get the tickets? I'm gonna use the Google. The Google? The Google. <laughs> so it, it's gonna be May 29th and 30th next year. See, even if it nice. costs a lot, to, a lot to go across the pond and like stay there, uh-huh. I would do it. Just if that. I had the money, I would do it. If if I had the money and I wasn't gonna be saving for two major conventions next yeah. year, I I would do it. Yeah. If I, I would not. <laughs> I don't think I would go to uh, <laughs> London just to just to see this. Really? Yeah. I if would, I lived, if I Aaron, lived you don't there, go out on school nights. If I lived in London, I'd go to it, but I don't live there, so I'm not going to go. You're kidding me. Yeah, I live here. In America. Thank you, Mr. Obvious. In America. In America. Are you in Steve Forbes, America? No, just kidding. Uh, so... Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi, the writers and producers of the new Star Trek movies, will have their own small screen modern day adaption of Sleepy Hollow, which will air on Fox on Monday, September 16th. I'm looking forward to this, actually. Are you? I watched the preview. It's actually what Mm -hmm. is it? Present day, but the Headless Horseman still exists. And he's been haunting them for, for like three hundred years. For years, yeah. Yeah, and it looks very, it looks really good. Mm. Akin to, uh, did you see the Johnny Depp version of Sleeping Hollow? No. Did you? I did. I, I really liked it. It reminds me of it in a way. Yeah. Like a new adaptation. Mm. Uh, Except I'm for sure it'll be Christopher interesting. Walken's not in it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> hey kids. It'll be interesting. I'm the headless horseman. No. Uh, I'm sure I'll watch an episode. Um, or two. I'll, I'll give it the five-episode rule. Mm-hmm. I'm then... sure Aaron's lying. No, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be on Hulu. I'll watch it. And then you'll go to the Google to find it, right? No, no the Hulu. The Hulu. The Hulu, the Hulu the Plus. <laughs> so the cremated remains of Gene Roddenberry, Majel Barrett Roddenberry, and James Doohan uh, will make their way into deep space on November 14th. Sorry, November 2014. 2014 by the Memorial Space 
flight company uh, Celestis. Celestis. Uh, members of the public can submit names for free and samples <laughs> for free and samples of <laughs> <laughs> of writing or messages at a price that can accompany the mission. Sending cremated remains into space starts at twelve thousand five hundred dollars. I think it's pretty cool that they're that they're doing this. I think I'd rather use the twelve five to go over to England and see the. <laughs> right. I'll tell you right now, if if I die, I oh, want my if? remains to go. Huh? What do you mean if, Mister? Yeah, oh, no, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm like Riker. I'm gonna live forever. Forever. Yeah. So, so if I die, yeah, I want my remains to be shot in the space. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Would you? Would I? Remember the TNG episode, uh, the Neutral Zone, where they found 20th century people frozen in space? Yes. Would you do that if that was a fad? What? When I was getting close to dying and I knew it. Yeah. Send myself out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Because you're not going to, you know, I honestly have thought about cryogenics. By the time we get to 80 years old, you got to think I'll be 80 in uh, 2068, okay? okay? We should no, 2058. have that technology yeah. by then. I would yeah. do that. I'm like, not doing the head because, you know what? I wouldn't do the head either. I would do Well, then you'd be like Futurama. You'd Futurama. And you know what? I swear to God that's how they got that. Oh, yeah, I'm I think sure. that's how yeah. they did that. Yeah, that but yeah. I'd rather have my whole body. Mm -hmm. if, Richard if, Nixon's if, head. <laughs> Richard Nixon. <laughs> um, if if it was cheap enough and possible in the future, and I knew that I was gonna die, and they freeze me, yeah, I yeah. I would do that. Yeah, you're not losing anything. Space. Yeah, like wh what are the chances? And the money? What are you gonna do with the money when you're dead? Exactly. And if a alien civilization found me and revived me in like 300, 400 years, I'd be okay with that. So now here's another thing. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this 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 this, this 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 trivia question. I keep on saying this. Yeah. Um. Just because you brought up Futurama, you ready for this? The other night I was watching it was Richard Nixon. Right. What was the name of his body? <laughs> From Futurama. Yes. He had a body that walked around and held his head. Was it the the body that wore the suit, or was it that big suit. robot one? The suit. I don't remember. Do you know, Eric? I, I It's been a while. It was Agnew. Agnew? It was the vice president without his head. <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, yes, I would have myself shot into space. Okay. Can we do that now, just to, like, <laughs> get rid of you? <laughs> like, cryogenically freeze me. I mean, that that would happen. You would basically if we just implode. Yeah. Shot you, yeah, you Die. Yeah. Vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Almost near vacuum. Can can we do that then? I mean, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know how much rocket booster would take to get my ass into space? So you notice would know. I, I, notice I just censored myself on fat, but not ass. <laughs> you, you would need some kind of warp drive to make that happen. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> are you thinking about my ass? All now I am. Uh, <laughs> now you are. So. What do you mean now? <laughs> CBS and Netflix will extend their licensing deal, which will keep shows like Star Trek on the service. Very good. Which All is right. good because that's so, so where I get my Star Trek. Unlike in 1969, they decided to keep them this time? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wasn't it CBS? No, it was NBC. Oh, it was NBC. Yeah. But whatever. Well, they're not canceling. No, so they're keeping it on Netflix. Okay. They're allowing that's them, the only thing, yeah. They're allowing them to keep it on Netflix. You know, I haven't seen Star Trek, the original series, being... 
rerun as much as it used to be in like a couple of years ago. I used to see it all the time. On, it's probably yeah, because of Netflix. Yeah. I see but, it on Me TV all the time. You TV? Me. You? Yeah. Even if it wasn't on Netflix, you could they still it. have it on Hulu and yeah. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Right. I I don't have Amazon Prime. I do have Hulu, and I also have Netflix. Yep. But does Amazon Prime have ads in it? No. No, no. Prime you pay no. for. Well, I pay for Hulu, too, and I have ads. No, for Prime you don't. You don't. Okay. Because I have Prime. You do have Prime? It's I get same, my same books era. that way, too. You get what? I get my books that way for school. Oh, I see. Because it's cheaper yeah. to get the shipping, so you just join Prime, and you get the videos, you get the everything. I see. That's worth it. Yeah. Is it? I, I should look into it. Oh, uh, yeah. Did, I heard this one time, and I'll check this out. I'll make sure this is true, but mm-hmm. I once heard, and I don't know if it was you that said it in one of phone um, episodes? episodes or somebody else, but I believe Star Trek, the original series, is the most and the uh, the most syndicated show in the world. I believe that. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I, I didn't say it. It wasn't you, but, but I have heard that. Yeah. Statistically, Star Trek has, the original series, has been shown more times than any other show in the history of the world. Because it was syndicated throughout the world. Very, and very early. Yeah. It might yeah. have been the first one that was, or very firsts. But yeah. anyways. Cool. Just another accolade. Yeah. So, and actually going along with our Next Generation movie theme tonight... Uh, the expanded Star Trek Insurrection soundtrack is coming this August. I actually remember buying this soundtrack back when it first came out. Insurrection? The the, the original soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I, I have a, Insurrection, I feel, is one of the worst movies. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. We will, but yeah. here's the thing I with think, it. Here's I the think thing you're wrong. It. But, it, um, it's got a good soundtrack. Uh, I think all the Star Trek movies do. Yeah, I, I like all the soundtracks for. Do you own them all? I do not. I do. <laughs> ah. so I, I'm really excited about this. They're gonna have. What does 30... extend, expanded mean, though? What What would that? More they're gonna have music. They're gonna have 30 more minutes of of music, music. that wasn't included in the original release. Okay. They gonna re-release awesome. the movie too? I no. didn't no. hear that. No. I mean, why would you? They, so they, those extra scenes that they did. Well, true, but they just did the Blu-ray release, I think. Of the new, yeah. Uh, not too long ago. So So this next story, uh, Aaron, you're going to be pretty excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read it? I'll read it. I'll read it. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> During their premiere weekend, Hallmark released their new 2013 ornaments, which included the scene from the TOS episode arena, the USS Kelvin, and the original series, Scotty. Hallmark also announced their 2014 Star Trek line, which includes the original series, Sulu, the original series, Spock, and And, Hoarder. That's like a scene. Yeah, and the USS Vengeance from Into Darkness. Now, I like that. That's so it's going to be a big damn one. That thing's going to pull a tree over. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be in scale. <laughs> but I. I went to. It crashes into the ground like in the movie. <laughs> That's awesome. It's all fire. No. Yeah, whoa. I went to the Hallmark store and actually saw the Kelvin. It, Does it look good. It looks awesome. I didn't buy it though. I'm going to wait. You know what? He's cheap. You know what? You should buy it. Uh huh. 
spray paint it, it silver, uh -huh. and then make it a salt shaker like in the movie. Yeah. Ah. Or but then I would have to take out all the electronics and put it in your stocking for Christmas because nobody else is going to buy you anything. People, people, <laughs> people love me. People wow. love me. They'll buy me something. I bought you a Christmas present last year, yeah. and you bought me one. Yeah. You didn't give me the double. You didn't give me the uh, D batteries though for it. So. <laughs> I can't pay for everything. So, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the Scotty. Yeah. Because I have all the other. That's the TOS Scotty is part of the series. Like the Spock that was sitting in the chair. No, no, no. No, it's the new series of them. It's a it's a new revamped okay. series. So it's God, the awesome. first one was Kirk. Then we had Spock, McCoy. Mm -hmm. Now we'll have Scotty. Is it like a stand-up, or is it? It stands up, but they're short. They're not that tall. And it's got the thing on the top, so you can put it on the tree. The hoop, the loop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not just a statue. No, 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 no. It's it's to hang on the tree. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah. I want the one. I want the the uh, Sulu, Spock, and Horda. Well, the Spock that's and Horda are together. Yeah, that's what I want. That's yeah. one. Uh, Sulu separate. No, I want both of them. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. And the Vengeance, actually. I want the ships. Yeah, the yeah. Vengeance and the Kelvin. Yeah. They I should have one of the... I definitely was want the last Kelvin. year the new Enterprise? Have they done the new Enterprise? Last year... Because I like the new Enterprise. Oh. No, it wasn't the new 1701. The, the 09 movie. Last year, I got all the ones from last year. And I himself. no actually I last year was the 25th anniversary yes. of the uh, Enterprise D. Yeah, because they had the re-release of the one that they did in '93. Yeah, that was the ship. Yeah, I have the that original. they had last Do you year. You have the original one, the Enterprise D. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have and you got one. the new one too. I did not get the new. Oh, one. Oh, you didn't get the new one. No, the new one though was cool because it had a little base that uh, yeah, the, you could put on yeah. the um on a desk. Uh, you can press the button, makes could noises. You, could you could you put it on a shelf too? Yeah, you could put any uh, solid surface uh, that isn't at an incline. I'm just telling you, I think this vengeance thing, you're going to have to put it together. It's going to have 173 pots, and it's going to take the tree down. <laughs> well, it's not a model. <laughs> like, it's sorry, the scale. You, what? You, you have to assemble What's the, the ordinance. That's not happening. All right. Some assembly <laughs> may be required. <laughs> a degree in, in, uh, in welding. Engineering. Engineering, maybe. We'll be needed to put it Walk together. Walk core engines. All right. So some more uh, stuff from the Comic-Con that just happened. Comic-Con. The uh, Comic-Cons. This fall, NECA will be, will be releasing... Skeletrek universe. Skeletrek. Uh, so there are these little figures that were inspired by the culture and traditions of Mexico. Uh, oh, the, the, the first. Dia de, Dia del Muertes. Muertes. Yeah. So the collection will. The first collection will feature Kirk, the Borg, and Kor. Well, first of all, the Borg oh are already God. basically oh the same thing. <laughs> Oh my God! These are awesome. Have you, yeah. Do you want? Have yeah, you seen, look, looking at the pictures, the, these are so they're, cool. They're Chris interesting. Is, my wife, Chris, who but. studied Spanish language in college—that's her thing—is in. Yeah. Yeah. Those are exactly what they are. Yeah. She always, every time we go to Florida, we go to Disney, we go to Mexico. Yeah. In, the, in Epcot, that's exact. She wants to get those figurines because oh, it has you, to do with the. You know what? You should get these the, or get these for quote unquote her, but they'll be for you. I'm not going to get these. You're not married. But, uh, you don't know how it works. <laughs> uh, these aren't my thing, but they are cool, little nifty little The problem figures. is, is, go back up to Kirk. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. They did do it. They made his a smile instead of the. Usually they're very unhappy. Uh. <laughs> it looks really cool. I yeah, like, they. I like these. They're cool. But the Borg are already skeletons, technically. <laughs> so that that's interesting. How much are they? Um, this uh, I don't think there was a price listed. Um, they're not available yet. No. They're available this fall. We're ahead of this. Ahead of the. <laughs> ahead of the game. Yeah. So that's cool. Like Never. there we go. So Hasbro's Creo line, which is just a Lego-like toy, is like Legos, a, a block building yep. toy. We'll be mm-hmm. releasing the Vengeance this fall. It so, looks really cool. It's interesting. My problem is, is I put the damn thing together, and I drop it <laughs> right after you put it together. Yeah, and it would crash into the ground and take it off the floor. Anyway, <laughs> you notice the theme here with the Vengeance? Yeah, I noticed your theme with the Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a badass ship. So it's, it's black. It's interesting. I'm surprised Starfleet never made them any other color. That's what I'm really surprised at. What they're the ships? Ships in general? Yeah. Well, now they have uh, what they call like an Aztec kind of uh, pattern pattern on the uh, on the ships, which is cool. I'm probably not going to get for that this. because they had the Enterprise one. They, yeah, it's weird that they didn't release them together, but this is probably going. I think it's an afterthought. They're probably gonna, it's going to come out in the fall, I think, right around Christmas time. So that's probably what they were going size for. Mo- not a full size model. Damn it, that that would be the whole thing. I want a model like the bigger ones that you put together, though, of the Vengeance. Well, like to put that together. <laughs> Wait till you well. see what we have coming up. That's great. Sneak preak. <laughs> sneak preak. Sneak peek. Sneak preak. Spoiler. <laughs> sneak prequel. No. Sneak prequel. There you go. So Star Trek: The Original Series Origins is due out uh, for release on September 10th, and the Origins will feature five crucial episodes. Crucial. Uh, episodes that include the show's main characters or iconic villains, creatures, and is available for pre-order on Amazon. So this is kind of like the, the ones that they do for, like, the Captains the and Vita. the right. Borg and Q stories. That. Time travel. Q. Uh, it's just like that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they bother with these. Just get all the episodes. I... <laughs> you know what I'd honestly yeah. like them to do. Honestly, and this sounds geeky, but I'd like them to do one on religion because there's been so many religions in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, which we did an episode on yeah, Star Trek religions, yeah. which you yes, can download. We, but I'd like to have like Listen, a box man. set of them. What? I'm sorry. You, you can get, a box set. Get, a box set. You can get a box set of our podcast yes. by downloading for them. The, for the good price of zero, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Indeed. I still want the videos. I'm a visual learner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I should move to the show me state. So August 13th will herald the arrival of Star Trek, the original series remastered seasons one through three, Best Buy exclusive DVD set. What? Well, it, and these actually are really cool if you look at them, right? <laughs> As opposed to the really not cool ones. No, because like the sets, right? They, you know, each season yeah. one, two, three. I'm, I'm looking at them now. First season comes with, uh, it's in gold, and comes with a tricorder, like an actual toy tricorder. 
The next one comes with, uh, it's in blue and comes with a communicator, and the third comes with a phaser. Nice. It's in red. This is awesome. They're actually pretty cool. If I didn't already no, have the, the seasons, I'd get this. Here's the thing. Yeah. When you wrote this, right? I copy and, and paste and the, that in. You copy and paste, that's <laughs> even worse, because here's the funny part. It says the original series remastered seasons one through three, as opposed to four through six. Well, they're having all the seasons remastered. <laughs> they should just yeah. say the series. So this is um this is gonna be Blu-ray, right? Or yes, Blu-ray. Or okay. will it come out in regular too? Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a Blu-ray. Some people don't have Blu-ray yet. But this says DVD exclusive. It's gotta know. be Blu-ray if they said Blu-ray exclusive DVD sets. Yeah. Yeah, I I think. Bye. I don't know. I don't know what I think. Bye. You don't know what you think. <laughs> but these look really cool. I'm really tempted to get them, but I have them. I have so all the seasons. You take the ones you have and bring them to like New England Comics or something, or um, like sell them. Yeah. And get well. I got you them get as gifts. Some, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, oh. for, for my girlfriend, I can't do it. At least oh. two. She gave you flowers. Two of them, I think. I got. I got two of them from her, I think, and I forget who I got season one from. It was it a gift. Me. It was a gift, though. Your mom, really? Right? I don't know. Anyways. But well, yeah. you know what you could do if you don't. If Plus, it's streaming you know online do? for free. You know what you could do? What? If you want to get it, be my guest. Yeah. And if you feel that bad about it, watch them once and then give me the Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah, that, I'll do that. You didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so next, we have IDW Publishing will be publishing a five-issue <laughs> miniseries titled Star Trek Con, revealing the backstory of the Star Trek Into Darkness villain. Which will be different, obviously, yeah. than the original series, which is awesome. Right. Because there is really a... It may be similar, but it's a different backstory. Right. Uh, it would have to be. The origins are the same, but... You would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless take... it's a different dimension and it's completely different, which would explain why he looks different. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, he looks different. He was supposed to be looks from different and sounds different. Uh, Somewhere in a Persian Gulf. Those areas you're supposed to be like from there. India or something. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, Even if it is, yeah. Okay, they had a Hispanic play the guy originally. Now they had That's a British true. guy play him. Which I think in the in the series they kind of gave him makeup to make him look more Middle Eastern. Yes. Which they didn't do in the in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And definitely not in this past movie. Okay, I'll read the next one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness box art has just been unveiled. Un- unveil- uh, unveiled. Sorry, I'm getting like him. What? Unveiled for the Blu-ray. Blu-ray, New 3D, people. and DVD. Star Trek Into Darkness will arrive September 10th on Blu-ray, Blu-ray, 3D, DVD. U.S. fans will be able to access the digital version August 20th. That's yep. great. Because think about it. The movie came out on May 17th. Mm-hmm. It's being released on August 20th digitally. Right. That's less than... That's less than three that's months. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. That's just over three months. Yeah. Yeah. So Imagine will you turn around. will you guys buy yes. it? Buy the physical media? Or Hell will you yeah. yeah, I always buy the physical. So buy the physical. Yeah. Will you also buy the digital version? Hell yeah. Yeah, because I'll get it on August twentieth. Hell you, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if I got some money. Damn snazzy. <laughs> So this if he's ne- got some money. <laughs> this next one's kind of cool and fun. Uh, Think Geek announced a Star Trek spatula to go along with their other kitchen utensils. And spatula this, City. No. This will be available next month for about twenty-five bucks. 
It's great. I've got a Darth Vader. I think it looks awkward to hold. I don't know how I would be spatuling anything. Spatuling? I I spoke to my girlfriend about this, and I said, if we got this, I don't want to use it. Because Aaron's not domesticated. Oh, my God. See, it does look a little yeah, awkward. That doesn't look. You'd have to hold it upside down. Yeah. yeah. In in the picture, I think on ThinkGeek's website, they have him holding it upside down, which they don't have on. And here's the, the problem: if you hold yeah. it upside down, it's going to eat away that design. Because if you put it on something hot. Yeah. Well, that's the only way you can do it. <laughs> Unless you learn how to balance, <laughs> like a. Except for the except for the pizza cutter, I don't think these are meant to be used. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, if I I thought the spatula might actually have like the delta shield on it or something different like, you know, mm-hmm. it could be the delta shield shape. Yeah. With the hand something like that, but not the ship. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the fact that it's got three like you even holding it is hard because you have three circular things you got to hold in the hand. Yeah. Look at the hand there. Yeah, you no, can't hold I, it like that. <laughs> yeah. On Think, it's just unnatural. Think Geek's website or the email that I got from them, yeah. they show him holding it Upside. the way you're supposed to hold it to use as a spatula. And it did look a little clumsy, but it didn't look that bad. Uh, because, I mean, obviously the nacelles aren't bendable out that if far. If they were further out, they'd be. Like, in, like on the actual ship, they're I not that far I would have liked if out. they made that a plastic instead of metal, because that just doesn't look right. The, he- the, um, the, the middle connections. piece there. Well, uh, plastic would probably... Well, thicker plastic. Thicker plastic? Yeah, because I have one that's thicker plastic. Yeah. They're all plastic now. You get very that's few true. that are metal. That's true. But you I know mean, where you can buy these? Spatula City. No, just kidding. ThinkGeek.com. ThinkGeek.com. Now, this this is what we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. The QMX, FX Cinema Arts, will be releasing very limited numbers of the USS Vengeance... NX-01, and XCV-330 ring ship starting later this year, and they showed them off at CDCC. Mm-hmm. These are high-end collectible replica models. models. The Vengeance alone is going to run almost $10,000. Crazy. Remember how I said earlier I'd like something like that? Yeah. Christmas is coming, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Go rob a bank. <laughs> Check out the pictures uh, in the link I posted. I would totally buy this if I had ten grand to spare. Can I ask you the the? Oh, jeez, look at that! It's, and it's got like the LED lights inside of it. Yeah, the weapons glow. Oh, it's a screen accurate artisan replica. It takes um, them over two hundred and fifty hours to make. I love the design, though. That Aztec? Yeah, the Aztecing. Yeah, there. It's gonna be three feet long. <laughs> That's how big this thing is. It's huge. It's Every, not the size. Look at all of these it. glowing bits, look at the colors, and, and everything. And it's got the balls there. Yeah. The weapon balls. Yeah. A very. It's and, a beautiful ship. And I and love how I'm, the lights inside light up the bridge. I'm I'm very excited that they're doing the NX01 and the ring ship. Do they mm-hmm. have the pictures? And I guess these are going to be um, based off what was shown in the movie on um, Admiral Marcus's desk. Right. So these are the scale right that those were. That's thirty-five hundred dollars, thirty-nine hundred dollars, worth 4, it for the Enterprise. Yep. Break NX01. Five. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I, the ring ship was smaller. Uh, I don't see it here in the link, but it uh, that one looked uh, interesting I as well. I get this one. 
but I do like the vengeance. The vengeance is awesome. It just looks so badass. Yeah, because it is, and it's out of its time too. This kind of follows their line. They've already done one of these. They did the Enterprise refit in the same style, really, and that was uh, seven thousand bucks. But that's no oh. longer for sale. And you guys are talking about a spatula. Know <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to talk about? Is uh, Cupify's Next Generation 3D Me app, which will, is available now and will allow you to make yourself into a TNG action figure. I love this because I've seen it done. Yeah, I've actually seen it done. And it's only, I believe, sixty bucks. So only, no. it's not bad. No, I, that's not bad. I'll get the spatula and this. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to do the TOS one. This one, on the other hand, I think I am going You're to do. You're more of a TNG guy. I'm more of a TNG guy. Okay, I, whichever fits. <laughs> I will wait for them to do like the Deep Space Nine first contact uniform. Oh, I like the first contact hmm. uniform. Because that would be awesome. Actually, what I'd want mm. is the TOS movie with the jacket. Or, or the Voyager one. Hmm. <laughs> no one wants the Voyager one. one. Screw you guys. <laughs> but I'd like the one, the uniform from the, uh, <laughs> the TOS movies. Yeah. The red uniform. Yeah. It might be a while before that comes up. You can, I, I think you can design on Cupify's site. To I see think, what it looks like, I think right? you can design different ones. Uh, you can upload your own models. Uh, to a gallery, because like with the 3D modeling that I do with uh, Blender, I could make a model. Mm. If I had a 3D printer, Blender has the ability for me to, to print it. To print it. Yeah. So I can make my own. You know, this, this actually Cubify sells 3D printers. They're not that expensive. Like a thousand dollars. Yeah. But you have to buy the media to put into it. The media is expensive. Nah, I guess that's true. Look, it's going to be a trend in the future. Yeah. It's it's the cost is going to come down so much that we'll have 3D printers in our home. That's that's how it's going to be. I That'd need be a new so widget. Awesome. Let's go print one. Um, yeah, uh, you pay, like go on Amazon, right? Be like, oh, I want to, I want to. I want a Star this. Trek spatula. Yeah. Download the file, print it out. And the thing out. says to you, no, you don't. No, just kidding. It'll <laughs> be like Amazon Instant. So, Aaron, oh. I gotta ask you: Are you going to be in that? Um, this, this, the uh, uh, Scort <laughs> the TNG uniform. They don't have that one. Wouldn't that be Thank funny? Thank God no one wants that. Aaron no will be in that one. That's no, the one he that's picked. That's not the one I want. With the Deanna Troy body. Anyways, I want um, the one with... They have a couple of like positions. Designs. So they, they have the different color too. Oh, different colors. on their on their website they have what series do you want to see yourself in next, and they uh, got Deep Space Nine and Voyager. So suck it. <laughs> is I'm it the same? Is it Deep Space Nine slash Voyager? Because Deep Space Nine no. and Voyager oh, is separate, isn't it? And they've got Next Generation, so they're already doing Next Generation, and now Deep Space Nine in the poll is second place, and Voyager is last. <laughs> and you can make yourself a Vulcan. Oh, can you? Um, uh, At least with the original series one. I see these oh, pictures. Okay. I'm gonna make myself sick of myself. But anyways, there's one position I'm gonna get. <laughs> it's uh, it him holding yeah. him holding a phaser. Star Trek mission. So I'm gonna have my character, my my action figure, hold a phaser. My action figure. Yeah. This is my office. This is my <laughs> house, and this is my action figure. No. <laughs> so moving on. To onwards the next upward, topic. Onwards and, upwards and onwards or downwards and spiral. Yes. To the next section. Would you buy it? Of course I would. No, I don't know what it oh, is. So we already, we've already talked about this uh, already in the show. So, Eric, would you buy this if you had the funds? 
if if I, yeah, if I had unlimited funds <laughs> and I would, you know, I could, I could gold. His <laughs> 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 toilet's worth money. Why he gold? I would buy this totally. Ten thousand dollars? Oh yeah, if I, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have a care in the world and yeah. all the money but in the world. Think about how much ten thousand dollars can buy. That's a, that's a car a house. or a car. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't drive this vengeance. So <laughs> he gets on top of it and breaks it. <laughs> I'm going to work. I wouldn't let anyone touch this thing if I no, did. No, I wouldn't even touch it. I I'd no, I, I would like. <laughs> so what we're talking about is the USS Vengeance Artisan replica from QMX. It's a one sixteen thousand sixteen hundred scale. Sixteen hundred scale. It measures thirty six inches long and eighteen inches wide and eight and a half inches high. Fourteen inches high when mounted on the base. <laughs> so it has over a hundred mounted. No. It ha- over a hundred LED lights. Hundred? Good lord. Yeah. Does it make any noise? I don't think Imagine so. Imagine if it like made the noise for No sounds in space. That's the thing. As soon as you plug this in, your electric bill automatically goes through the roof. <laughs> Actually, no. LED is one of the oh, the, ways yeah, that's to do true. it. If they did it through traditional, it would be expensive. But this is... They should have used fiber optic because they could have gotten even better results. Uh, well, I, I think LEDs fine enough. I, I like seeing this ship um, and all the pictures of it in the model form mm-hmm. because... You get to see so many details that you missed in the movie. the movie. And then you'll see them probably when you're looking for them in the movie. I mean, look yeah. at the back. Did we also notice there are holes in the back? See, I didn't realize... I thought this uh, this center hole was a lot bigger. No. It's, it's a lot smaller than I, I thought. But the bridge is almost like it's like three levels. If you looked it's at like it when it crashed... Yeah. Through, that is such a terrible place to put the <laughs> It really is. And you, you know could, what? But there's two holes in the back we didn't see. Inside the ring, or not not ring, or that, like, cutout, there's windows. Who would want to look at the other, at the bridge and the other (laughs) windows across the way? That's a horrible perspective. Well, my question is, is is the bridge raised? Because you would have to be above, if it's regular windows, Mm -hmm. to see out, because they used windows. Well, I think we we see Khan looking out of the window. I hope so. Yeah, it, so. I think it's raised. Yeah. The side but, profile shows that it's raised. Raised. Yeah, so that's a terrible... But look at the holes in the back. Thing. Why would you have those holes there? Uh, aerodynamics? I don't know. In space? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, it didn't I'm do too with... well when it was going through the atmosphere at that's, a billion miles true. an hour. Yeah. No, that's because it didn't have 5,000 thrusters on the... <laughs> On the uh, saucer section. <laughs> uh, well, then the cells the the cells look good. The scoops are blue. Yes. The ram scoops. Yeah. That's interesting. The LEDs will illuminate the anti-collision and formation signals as well, which I thought was kind of nice. Oh, that's it's an anti-collision. Yeah, like those little those little blinky lights on the oh, edge okay. of the saucer. I was gonna say yeah. I didn't I didn't see them when they were colliding well, into the Earth. So that's <laughs> cool. So the lights actually will blink, blink and stuff. yeah. That's cool. Excuse me, my lights. They must be on separate, separate circuits or whatever. That's cool. And um, another thing is, you can request customizations to the base. Really? The base can either be black, steel, copper, or bronze, or a combination. The center insert can be mirrored or a gloss black. 
And you can have a custom engraving on the plaque with a phrase of your choice. Nice. Huh. Because they never really said what the ship's motto is, so you could... I'm sure they'll come up with one, though. They probably will come up with one. Well, why? <laughs> it should be like the it should be the uh, CIA's like motto, uh, and that has to do with being deceptive and. One more thing, they're only mm-hmm. going to make a hundred of these. Still. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't see there being that high of a demand. You don't know. For There's them. some rich Trek fans. Well, how many rich Trek fans do you think there are that will be able to spend a hundred? I bet you there's. You mean ten thousand? Sorry, that would. There's a. <laughs> no, no. So, so there's a hundred. They're making a hundred of them. I don't think they're going to go beyond that. Is what I'm saying. Like a hundred. Well, they won't because they're only making a hundred. No, but I don't think they're going to have. I I'm not even if sure they if they'll had the have. Demand. No, they'll 100. have a hundred. I bet you, Eric. Don't you think there'll be at least a hundred people that buy this? Uh, I would think with the with the conventions probably. because you know what companies will buy them. Yeah, I can see that. Production companies will buy them. People that were involved in the movie will buy them. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I will not buy it because I don't have the money. But if I did have an unlimited amount of money, where I would be <laughs> gold bricks out of my ass. Man, so many bleeps in this episode. I would honestly buy that thing. But what I would do with this thing, okay? Yeah. Is I would put it behind like a glass case that nobody could have a touch move or vibrate. Yeah. Just because you saw what happened in first contact. <laughs> you broke your ships. Just, just don't let an angry Picard near it and you'll yeah. be fine. You broke your ships. Don't th- shouldn't that be like transparent aluminum where you can't break it? Actually, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that Nerd wouldn't that dick. be what they're using? <laughs> Instead but then he gets like the nerd hat for the night. Aaron gets the nerd hat. Uh, awesome. They should be using transparent aluminum. <laughs> you know, for for that much money, this should be a happy ending with this thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. go- I'm gonna wait until 2014 Christmas and just get the ornament. Might oh, save me some money. Okay. Do you know yeah. any of those ornaments you could buy for that month? <laughs> a ton of ornaments. <laughs> you could give one person in this whole town one of those. Yeah, probably. So moving on to the topic of the show. What? The TNG movies. (laughs) (laughs) First time for everything. Going to the topic. Star Trek Generations, the seventh movie in the franchise. Which one? Also, they never officially... Well, I guess they do say seven, but it was never officially said seven. No, but it's the seventh in the the franchise. Uh, And it premiered uh, November 18th, 1994. So around uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Most of the Star Trek movies, if I'm not mistaken, came out in November. November, December, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part, until the, the recent... Mm-hmm. Which sounds a summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Woo. The 2009 movie was supposed to come out December 2008, and then got pushed oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's they right. knew it would get killed at that time of the year. Yeah. Nobody go out and battle. I was so pissed when that happened. <laughs> I was too. Were like you? Last minute. Yeah, I was like, "You gotta be We're kidding like, me!" It's coming up soon. And I've no. been waiting three years for this, and you're gonna push it back another you gonna tr- six months. You're gonna play me like that? No. <laughs> so it's the last Star Trek movie to feature the Prime Kirk, Scotty, and Chekhov, which originally was supposed to be Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. They wanted to get them, yeah. but they wouldn't do it. 
Uh, no, so they, Kirk they would settled. Be in every movie if he could be. They settled on Scotty and, and Chekhov. Which was fine. It actually was better. You make it sound like that's a bad thing. Like, oh, uh, no, well, it would have been... Uh, I got some schmuck second-rate guys. <laughs> I think it would have had more... Um, it would have been more emotional if they had Spock. Well, Spock probably was back on Balkan, just thinking out loud. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... McCoy really never wanted to be involved with the pomp and circumstance crap, mm-hmm. if you remember. So, maybe not. Uh, he wanted to retire. Well, that's true. But he was on the Next Enterprise D on its uh, maiden voyage. Yeah. Which was a nice uh, send-off. Yeah. Which happened, which was filmed, obviously, before this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we will learn more about Guinan's race. That part of the movie I didn't think was necessary, to be quite honest. With the, I think it was, because we kept hearing about... Um, why she was different? Well, no, I mean, we kept... I mean, we. it was hinted that her race was... Or, I mean, she said it, that the Borg refuge, refugeed her race all the way back when the Borg were first showing up in Q-Who mm-hmm. in the series. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to actually see that on screen and to find out that you know, that's what happened. Yeah, we have a nice, like, time frame of when her race was um, attacked. I did like, the one thing I did like about the beginning of the movie was the bottle, that effect. That was, that shot was awesome. And you were like, when you first saw it, though, you couldn't tell it was the bottle. You were like, what the hell is that? Right. Because it was mm-hmm. reflective of the stars and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you saw it, and then as soon as you see it come into that one screen, it gets clo- like, it literally looks like it speeds up because it's getting closer to it, and it smashes on the ship. Right. And you see the word Enterprise. Yeah. That was such a great shot. I would have liked to have seen more of that Enterprise, but... Enterprise B. Oh, yeah, it was the the first time we ever see the Enterprise... First and only time we see the Enterprise B. And it was also... The Enterprise B was different than the Excelsior. It was a refit. Yeah. uh, Modification. Modification. Interesting production note. They added those... Uh, fins or that extra section to yep. the engineering section yep. because since they were going to blow up that part of the ship on the model, they made those extra sections so they wouldn't damage the main Excelsior model. Oh, really? So that yeah. is actually the, oh. the Excelsior model? That That is a, a retooled Excelsior, Excelsior model, model, and they added the attachments so to the model. So those are just itself. external attachments, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Plus, and it they also did... gives it a better viewpoint because you can get beside the deflector dish. Yeah. yeah. And I think it adds some really nice curves to the ship that I, I think it Excelsior needed. Excelsior didn't have, yeah. But it kind of was weird because it made it look like a ship, like a real ship. Like, like, like a, a bow yeah. of a ship. Mm-hmm. It because did. if you notice, the, the bows of ships, when they get down to, you don't normally see it because it's under well, the water, but they go out like that. Well, that kind of ties in to the next scene when Picard and company are on yeah, the a ship. Navy type of ship. Another note that it didn't make it into the film. The uniforms. The orbital skydive oh, scene. Oh, the orbital skydives, yeah. Uh, you can see, though, the deleted film of it. Mm-hmm. You can see the actual shot when Kirk gets to the ground. Because right. they did tape that, but there's no like blue screen or anything else. Right. And they meet him there and ask him, you know, tell him you're supposed to be at. If you go to YouTube, you can find it. But they reused his costume and did the scorp- orbital skydiving in Voyager. Yes. Right. Which I think we talked about in one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember which one. I think, I think it was our, the engineering episode, the engineers. I was. I thought you were talking about the the uniforms. Which remember uniforms? how there was supposed to be a refit on the uniforms for the next generation crew? Oh, yeah. That, it was supposed to look like, uh, what do you call it, Princess Cruise Line. <laughs> that was Scrap. interesting. They made the toys. But wait, in in the movie, they they're using both the next generation. We're not about the next generation uh, no, th- one. There was the Voyager. No, right. There was, there was another new uniform. That yeah, they, they were going to have a totally different what? uniform in that it movie. It was supposed to be like a jacket. They had the rank insignia on the sleeves, like the original series. It had up here the pips were over on the side. The, it you was know the dress uniform design. that they had. Yeah, the dress uniform. It had that look that the across the shoulder and down, but it wasn't as accented. It was just the black line. Yeah, and it looked like the neck, uh, the original series red uniform without the belt around the top. That's weird. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, because it was the toys the, had it. Yeah, and it was also in um, the production sketches. Still, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the movie, mm-hmm. when the TNG crew was wearing the uh, DS9 style uniforms, the only people that had their own uniforms actually made were Picard and Data. Everyone else was using uniforms from Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So Avery, yeah. Um, so Jonathan Frakes had or Avery, Avery Brooks. Brooks, which is why he has his sleeves rolled up. Because it's much longer. No, it wasn't long enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Jordy's doesn't fit. Jordy's is um, what's his name's? Uh, uh, O'Brien. O'Brien's. So yeah, little tidbit. Because you can't there. see that much of it. Something, something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You stumped oh. me. Oh wow. Because uh, he has the toy. You have one, a couple of the toys, don't you? Of which? Of what? The one with the new uniform. I don't, but I've seen them. I thought online. you did. I don't. I wish I did. I don't though. I wish I had that. If Eric that if Eric was selling that, I would definitely buy it off him. I wish Actually I gotta see if I have that. They they made the toys. And they re released new versions of the toy for that afterwards. Did they? Yes, they did. Did they? I for didn't generations, know. yeah. For generations, they yeah. They re released yeah, they, they, again. They're like, whoa, we gotta yeah. got back. Because that they off. released the toy two like three months before they finished filming. Uh, because that's um that's pretty standard. You yeah, playmates. Toys yeah. First. If you want to see what the movie's gonna be like, go look for the, uh, the toys toy. first. Oh yeah, like for Spider-Man or Star Superman Wars. Or, yeah, yeah. Star Trek too. Yeah. Uh, so Picard has kind of a a very traumatic thing happen to him in the movie. Uh, his his, his nephew, nephew and his brother. His brother. Uh, so they died in a fire. Uh, Picard, you know, very emotional about that. Cause and it now, also brings up the whole story of him reflecting on what he's done with his life, like Kirk. That's how they're connected yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And I think um, that was really powerful because we got to see his brother and um, Rene in mm-hmm. the episode Family, right. and that was such a great episode. And to find out that they died... Mm-hmm. When when I saw Generations, I was like, "No, holy crap!" Like I, I was heartbroken because mm-hmm. it affected Picard so much, and it, it was hard to see Picard go through that because usually he's, mm, "I'm Picard." Right. Hello. Data also gets an emotion his emotion, emotion chip, chip, which looks nothing the like series. the yeah yeah that looks nothing like the emotion chip from the series. series. Uh, and he has it suspended in, in midair. That was cool, kind of, though. <laughs> I thought it was a little much. Well, that is his magnets. Especially since in the series they just had it in, like, a little box. <laughs> Why this... You've got to pimp things up for the movie. You're over-analyzing. 
but it doesn't make any sense. I, I realize it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I realize for the movie you need to make it look cooler, but come on. That's all I have to say. Uh, data has a malfunction. It, it overloads his positronic net, uh, similar to when Lal uh, her positronic net o uh, overloads when she perceives to have emotion. Even right. though Data didn't give her emotion, she was somehow it developed it. Developed it because of a malfunction, and her, she overloaded. Eventually, she died. Maybe emotions are a malfunction. Possibly. But Data didn't die from it, thankfully. The next thing we have is the Dura sisters hack Jordy's visor. Well, the Dura sisters coming back was a shock to me, was to be it? quite honest. I didn't think they would be in it. I, I, I wasn't expecting that no. at all. Yeah. And it was a good mix with Soren. It just didn't make any sense. <laughs> they would yeah. never listen to a human, first of all, like they did with Well, him. he wasn't a human. He was an Elorian. Uh, okay, but a non-Klingon? For the type but they he are. was he was giving them the means to destroy the Enterprise. Yeah, he was giving them the chance that they always wanted. Yeah. So. Was that really why they were involved in the first place, though? A weapon of of that nature. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Enterprise though they were going to go after originally. I think they were going to go after the Federation. Well, they probably well, wanted they, to take over the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 wanted to use the weapon for revenge yeah. and to gain power in the Council. So the Duras sisters hack Geordi's visor, which wasn't that used before? It's happened before on the series, yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of a little bit of a, you know, safety measure for these things? But anyways, Geordi's <laughs> visor, which allows a human eye like transmission of what Geordi sees. See, the reason why I put human eye? Yeah, because it's usually that digital. He's all, he's seeing like, woo, like yeah. all different yeah. spectrums and crazy. Right. And when they tested this feature on Geordi's visor before in the series, the transmission was that like Degraded. all yeah. swirly thing but as well. But he could see because it was translated in his brain or something, maybe. Well, he—that's just how he, he saw. To, he, he learned, learned to, it. Yeah. Um, right. So I kind of didn't understand. Well, I know why they did it for the audience. But it could be that they and they hacked his his visor to transmit that spectrum. That's, yeah, that's true. And then to the to make it easier for them, I mean, into the yeah. seeable version. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, they mean, use it. That no. doesn't mean Jordy was seeing it. It just means no. they oh, hacked it. No. So they could see. Jordy had no clue what was going on. Right, but. Yeah. Seven years prior, why couldn't they do that? Mm -hmm. Who was it that did it before? Was it the Klingons or the Romulans? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about when Geordi was doing it for... Oh, oh you mean the... Yeah. For Starfleet. Well, it wasn't... Maybe it wasn't perfected at that point. Um, it probably wasn't. It did seem... And you notice... It was a different visor. And too. you've got to realize, you've got to realize, in the next movie, which was only a couple of years difference, mm -hmm. he has eyes. Right. So yeah, the, he's got the uh, ocular implant. Yeah. So, so there is an upgrade. You, you can see there's a progression. Well, they could have done that during the series, but Jordy didn't want to do that. Yeah. I think after this movie, he was forced to, or after I the events. I would think so too. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes security. sense. It yeah, wouldn't be yeah. his fault, but it would be his fault the next time if he kept doing it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think he was forced to. But what I liked about this was it allowed them to see inside of engineering. However, I love the line, you know, he's a Starfleet engineer. What Doesn't a Starfleet engineer go to engineering? Yeah, he, <laughs> he must be the only, only Starfleet, Starfleet engineer. Uh, Starfleet officer that doesn't go to engineering. engineering. 
Um, and then they yeah. finally see it. They're able to shoot through the shields. They're able to shoot through the shields. and The, the modulation. Yeah, and they mess up the Enterprise pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. They create a warp core <laughs> breach. Mm-hmm. They have to separate. Right. The explosion from the warp core breach does so much damage to the saucer section that the saucer that actually crashes. flies I mean, mm-hmm. into the planet. Right. Viridian and, 3. Yeah. And it's the first time that you hear Data say, oh, shit. I think it might be the first time in Star Trek. I don't remember hearing it before. Yeah, that, I think that was the first time they swore in Star Trek. Yeah. Well, they did say in Star Trek 4 when they were in the 20th century, there was ass. Oh, yeah. Ass. Um, yeah. Double. Well, this is this is the first unbelievable in Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's Star the first Trek. time you see Data really show the... Well, it's because it's also the first time he's crazy. had... Like, yeah. Not the first time he's had emotions, because Lore fed him emotions before. But his first, like, real exposure theater. to this situation. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's every day you crash a saucer. <laughs> I think any, I think anyone would say, "Oh, shit, on the bridge." Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't somebody <laughs> right. else. Yeah. Well, I I think they did that. Uh, Reich is in the back going with. <laughs> no, excuse me, but. Well, yeah, it's gonna be bleep. Don't worry. This whole episode's one bleep. We're fest. screwed. <laughs> so, Enterprise D is basically destroyed. It crashes into Viridian 3 and actually is destroyed twice in the movie, if you think about it. Uh, yeah. It with yeah. the alternate timeline thing. Because there's an alternate, yeah, there's an alternate timeline in the movie. Right. When I first saw this movie, I didn't realize that there was, like, time travel involved. Mm-hmm. But then after looking back and stuff, doing some of the episodes that we had, obviously time travel's involved. Because the Nexus yeah. itself is void of time, so they could go right. back in a time. They right. could go and anywhere. Yeah, there are echoes two- of yourself in the Nexus yeah. if you go into the mm-hmm. Nexus. You always leave a piece. Right. But what I love is two captains meeting each other. That's true. The two captains do meet each other. All right. And the fact that you see Kirk's other side, you finally see Kirk's regret about being in Starfleet. Yeah. You never see that otherwise. Right. Maybe the only other time you see that is when Spock dies. What do you mean? Well, remember when they were on Earth after Spock died in three. Okay. In two. Wait. It, not Spock dies. I'm sorry. Before Spock dies. In two, when they're celebrating his birthday. Yeah. He's depressed about it because one, he wants the ship back, but he also knows that he has a career. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he's torn that way. And then you also see he's torn in the personal life situation because you see. find out about this woman whom he was going to marry. He was going to ask him to marry her, and he was going to retire. In generations. And didn't. Right. He rejoins Starfleet. Starfleet. I see. I didn't. I feel like made him more human. True. Made him more human. No. I didn't really care. Really? For Kirk in the movie at all? What? I didn't care for the fact that they gave him a vest that looked like the next generation version. I thought the vest was cool. No, because they were trying to make it like kind of look like Picard. He looked good, yes, but they never had it before. No, but they could have had it in the time of the Enterprise B. They could have. But he so, didn't have – well, you could wear anything you want in the Nexus, I guess. You could. You could. And the vest w- is supposed to be underneath. wore underneath. Just like when Cisco had it underneath. Just like when Cisco yeah, has it, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I thought it was a pivotal piece. It was mm-hmm. a good handshake, a good turnover, a good yeah. handoff. So I, I, really liked, I really liked their interaction. Yeah, because mm-hmm. really they are the same character, very similar. You also start to see yeah. the whole similarity between Picard and Data as Picard, as Kirk and Spock. Uh, yeah, I think 
You see that, that the whole time, yeah. but there's more of it. I oh, think the, the whole, all the Next Generation movies really focus on the Data and Picard relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the series really was more on the Picard-Riker. I, I don't know if I agree on that. I think no, I think there's always been a... Well, mainly the whole the whole series was Picard and the crew. Yeah. Um, so they all had their moments, but yeah. I really think that the movies particularly focus on Data and Picard. Yeah. But I think that the Kirk thing is a pivotal part of the movie. You need that. Yeah. I, I, because I, the I, end I of disagree. The Next Generation, the problem with the end of The Next Generation was it had a great ending, but you could go six more years with that show. Mm-hmm. There was so much more you could do with it. You and maybe to see how it would trans transfer, but you needed something that would make it. Well, you, see, yeah, you needed something to pass off the movie the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I just think I don't like the way they did it in the movie. What part of it? With, with the Nexus or using I, the Nexus? I, I thought it could we were, have been done totally different. Well, uh, especially since James Kirk should have been dead, and the next generation continuality has a problem with it mm-hmm. since Scotty says did James well, well, Kirk... Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's the but, thing. They said that, you know, Kirk died with this Enterprise B, so everyone thought he was dead, but yeah. just, he's in the Nexus now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's a way to make him live forever. That's true. But then they Oh, him. so he could still be alive in the Nexus. So that and they could car. potentially bring him back. Since no, he, part no, of him still in the Nexus? No, 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 no. This isn't Harry Potter. No, but couldn't they? Couldn't they go in <laughs> no, and rip him out? No, because you couldn't pull Guinan out. Could it, maybe you can. Maybe you can. They didn't show it. Maybe you can, but... Right? So <laughs> we have this Nexus, right? What if it's... I hear the sarcasm. What if it's trans-dimensional as well, right? And it also goes back through time. So it could go well, to the, the new it does universe? Go, you can go down to... Yeah, so what if it also oh, exists? God. Star Trek 3, the Nexus yeah. into darkness. Kirk. And then we can pull out Actually, Prime Kirk. Actually, I wouldn't put it past. I would not put it past J.J. Abrams to do that. Holy crap, you're right. Yeah, because oh, it is. Yeah. it does cut. No, you're right, because it cuts through the fabric of time and space. Yeah. And space is a dimension, so it can cut through dimension. My uh, God. Yuck. Don't anybody – got to erase this part because he hears <laughs> oh, this crap. Um. That's our million-dollar idea yeah. <laughs> for the next movie. So I think we're the first and only. My God! But that would be interesting. <laughs> oh, it would. Here, okay, let's let's switch it up a bit. Yeah. Here, here's another interesting tidbit. Did you know that Malcolm McDowell is the real-life uncle of Alexander Siddig, who plays Bashir? Yes. yes. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. There's that a lot cool. of connections throughout Star Trek. Yeah. So what what did you guys think of Soren? I thought he was a disappointment as a bad guy. I really do. I thought they could have done so much more with his character. But he really wasn't a bad guy. Well, I, I think he's a more philosophical villain. Yeah. Not like the action A, I'm going to kick butt. Right, this is more of like a, a, cyborg. a an episode of, he's more of a cyborg. Next Generation. Uh, Think about that villain. Cyborg is a, true. Cyborg is more of a, philosoph- a it, philosophical. It's philosophical evil that he does because he's trying to get to an end. Right. right. Oh, it kind of echoes Star Trek V in a yeah. way. Yeah. Trying to find this afterlife. This yeah. Beyond what we're looking at. Yeah. 
Interesting. So but, five can be used. But thank God that <laughs> that Generations is a much better movie than Star Trek Five. That's true. It is a better movie. It is, but I I think in the list of them, it's not one of the best. No, it's not one of the best. It's in the line of Star Trek. Oh, say like three. Oh no, it's See, better than Star three Trek Three. Is good. I don't. It's better than Star Trek Three though. In my opinion. Well, let me just say, if if I see this on TV flipping channels, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah, I would too. I would, yeah. That movie was at least acceptable. It was a good movie. It, it was, was a good, it change, was a good of, movie. change of guard. I didn't like that the D got destroyed. I, I, I really early. I really liked the D. I thought it would have been fine to have the Enterprise D in movies, uh, like more looking, movies. I was looking forward to that alternate version with three oh, the, like and the Dreadnought mm-hmm. uh, upgrade. Yes. So what do you give it? A, B, C, D? Or an F. <laughs> uh, I give it a C+. Plus. I give it a solid B. What do you think, Eric? I, I would have to agree. I give it a, I give it a solid B. You're, mm. you're tough. I, I guess so. Well, I gave it a C+. Plus. Never take Professor so. Gallo in Star Trek. Well, it's, it's, it's almost there. Yeah, yeah almost. Okay. So go ahead. Let's go on to the next, should we? We should. So Star Trek First Contact, the eighth movie in the franchise, uh, premiered November 22nd, 1996. So it's the first appearance of the Enterprise E, the Sovereign, sovereign class. Oh, it's an awesome ship. Yeah, I instantly fell in love with the Enterprise E as soon as I saw it. I was like, this is incredible. Whereas I said that the D was too early, early destroyed, yeah. I thought this was the right replacement, though. It was more of a. Mm-hmm. It was an exploration ship, but also a battleship. It, it could be used for. It definitely had more of a bite to it. Yeah. I don't know. I I still like the Galaxy class a little bit more. I do like the lines of the Enterprise E, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, Worf makes it back to the Enterprise bridge after being. Um, Doesn't that always happen? <laughs> in every movie. He, he ends up, for he five ends up yeah. on on the bridge of the Enterprise, so even he though he's back because he was fighting the Borg. He was fighting the Borg. This is the uh, big, the pivotal Borg movie. The it Borg movie. The Borg. The, this is the Borg movie. <laughs> this this is it. Yeah, which I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't more of a battle scene with the cube. I I could have I would have liked more of a space battle. You gotta remember. Picard we got a pretty that. epic space yeah. battle, and that's where Picard <sighs> uses his knowledge for the first time. You see, that's to true. attack them. It also introduces four new classes of ship that look totally different. Remember that? Yes, the yeah. the Akira, the Steamrunner, um, Steamrunner class. But all yeah. of them are updated versions, just like the Sovereign. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they're also battleships. They're built for fighting the Borg. Yeah, but I, they were meant to be older. A little older than the Sovereign. But, but, yeah. they, they were new for the movie. Yeah. I think in the t- in the timeline, they were supposed to be older. Yeah, because some of them looked a little older, and we get that in uh, some of the uh, Star Trek books that, that have come out. Yeah. So the timeline's there. Uh, they're, they're slightly older. It's just we're seeing more of the design lineage because it's a movie, and they can afford to the, make models. It's the first time you right. see them, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad they appeared more in the other series. Yeah, when they had the battle Afterwards. scenes in like Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. there were tons of different ships. I love that about those yeah. episodes that you could see oh, like yeah. how it would be in an armada mm-hmm. instead of just the Enterprise fighting everybody. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad 
this is like the first movie that they actually have ships at Earth to do a battle. Uh, in every other movie and probably well, every other have... show, there's like no ships. The Enterprise yeah, is the only Earth. ship in the quadrant. <laughs> uh... The only guys out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it was the Akira class, Saber class, Steamrunner class, and Norway class. Norway. Ah, uh, okay. But the Norway class was lost after production because of a computer glitch. Oh, uh, really? And they lost the 3D files for it and has never uh, appeared in Star Trek ever again. I see. Is that the one with the round? That has like the... It's like a fork. It's like forked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if you took a Klingon back. bird of prey. It's an interesting yeah. design. I I feel for them because I've had designs and had like a crash or I updated something and it overwrit files. Overwrit? Overwrote? Wrote. I'll say overwrit. Are you given a writ of habeas <laughs> it, corpus? It overwrit the files and I was pretty bummed. But it, it does the the does but, Norway class actually shows up in the video game Star Trek Starfleet Command Three? Does it? Yeah. Oh. So obviously they found it somewhere. Or they, or, or they just remodeled it. Yeah, I'm sure. They were just too late to redo it. <laughs> well, I mean the ILM version that's like the high res yeah. ship version. Yep. Right. Uh, that's a shame. They are pretty, I didn't know but, that. But you must admit, with those ships, though, mm-hmm. those and yes, they did look different than the Sovereign, but those ships were a departure from the designs of the ones from the next generation. Oh, yeah. Well, the next generation, all we had was the Galaxy. We had the Nebula class, was, which was a... The Miranda-class upgrade. That is one of my yeah. favorite ships. Is the yeah, Nebula mine too. Class. The Nebula Where is Where it has cool. the thing on top. Yeah. yeah. Like the Miranda-class. The pod, yeah. 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 Uh, and then we saw some... Miranda class, and we saw a lot of Excelsior, Excelsior class, and that's pretty much all we saw. Funny, we never saw another um, ambassador class. Yeah, we only see that one time. Mm-hmm. You would think it'd be a couple left. You would think, but they obviously, especially made it for yesterday's Enterprise. But that was season three, so you would think in the remaining four seasons they could have thrown it in somewhere. What else did we get? Uh, it's the first appearance of the Borg Queen. The, even the idea of a leader of the Borg. Right. Yeah. Which, I don't know about you guys. You disagree I, with it. I don't like that at I all. like it. I liked it. It kind of gives a face to the Borg. But it also still schemes that whole line of they're not they're not anywhere or everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They're, you know, mm-hmm. she can transfer her thoughts and everything to another Borg queen because we learned that. Yeah, a drone that becomes a Borg queen. Like a clone almost. Yeah. Right, right. Jeez, uh, wonder who they got that from. I I just <laughs> still I don't like the the idea of of the queen. No, I, something just didn't you sit just right like with chaos me. Chaos with a bunch of people. Right. Obviously, for like a a movie like this, you, you need a need a well, no, central you figure. You could have gone with the with the central voice, mm-hmm. and Picard or, could have been talked to by the central voice again. But or what they could have done is had another Locutus kind of thing where they took someone from the ship. Like, they could have taken Hawk, made him the Locutus of the movie. I thought Hawk was another mistake with this movie, but that's okay. Well, I'm just trying to think of a character that they had. Uh, that was the only, like, pretty much the only, like, main character mm-hmm. that besides the Guess bridge what crew. what color he was? was what, red uniform? shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was a con officer, yeah. so. It's always the red shirts. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you to a point. Mm-hmm. 
but they had to come up with something because in a movie you can't have no protagonist. Yeah, you can't have I mean, a faceless enemy. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why I think uh, like another Lacutus kind of thing would have been cool. Uh, they should have. Maybe they could have trapped Picard again. That would have been interesting. Uh, I I would have liked to. See, I wanted to see Picard go up against. I would have liked. To, yeah, I would have liked to see more dialogue with him and the Borg. Like yeah. that part that we didn't see when he was converted into Locutus. Mm-hmm. He had to have fought somehow, or just you know what I mean. We well, said they tried to, but he he wasn't strong enough. Uh, in in family when he in the episode. And family. you find out later that, and that's when also the nodules. They created the vampire-like nodules for this movie. Oh, for um, the 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 board uh, tubules. Yeah, not nodules. Mm-hmm. The vampire-like. Right. We I thought that and was. They even cool. went to the neck. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, we we see that pop up again in Voyager. Uh-huh. Right. That that was the one thing I like about this movie was the assimilation process. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the drastic change in their look. Overall, I, 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 I did. I yeah, liked I did it. I, I liked the evolution. Like, it looked I, right, but it wasn't great. Some of the des- Have you seen some of the designs for the Borg drones? Oh, yeah, I've seen the all the... Series? I have all the art. I mean, the next generation? Yeah. No, for um for the movie no. that didn't make it. No. They were interesting. They had, like... Um, more insect. Yeah, more insect-like. Really? Um, yeah. Like, yeah it was more, like, more biomechanical. Yeah. And almost. she's yes. more like, if you look at her when she first comes down, mm-hmm. she looks like a spider. That's the whole yeah. point. Uh, yeah. You know? So I could see that. Yeah. But... I wish they had the op things. Obelisk. Yeah, Obelisk. They had ships that were, were going to be triangular. Not triangular, but oh, obelisks. Yeah. yeah, but also triangular. I saw that there were designs for that too. Well, all kinds of geometric yeah. shapes. But for the movie, for this movie in particular, they were going to go that route, which I thought that would have been interesting. And the mm-hmm. Borg Queen was going to ha- be more it's like Stargate. Uh, which call it like um, back Nefer- Yeah, Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Yeah, which you can kind of see in in a way. Her head does go back. Mm-hmm. She does have that elongated head. Right. Yeah. But I thought the queen was cool. I thought the designs were cool. I liked the sphere. Yeah, that was coming cool. out of the yeah. square. Circle has the square. <laughs> um, I didn't like the fact that they went back in time so fast. Mm-hmm. It was kind of convenient. Yeah, it was. And then the whole part with um, I liked how they showed Earth like they were inside the thing, but they could see Earth changing. Right. Yeah. The assimil- ten billion a simulated Earth. Nine billion. All Borg. Yeah. That that was uh, and it's all like um, the ozone's gone. There was oil in the water instead of yeah water. There was you could see like conduits everywhere, like a Borg, just like I like the world to be. <laughs> so Picard has to deal with uh, his feelings with the Borg, and I you don't really see in the series other than these family. kind of emotions other than in family. But they were supposed to explore it more, and they didn't. I know yeah. that that's part of the production notes for further seasons was he was supposed to explore it more. They were supposed to show his war wounds more, too. In the original design, and I know we've talked about this, his arm isn't supposed to be real. Right, yeah. He, But obviously they changed that. They changed that. He also arm. was supposed to have those, those you know, those... um. In the original, uh, later in the series, he was supposed to have, like, you know those patches he had mm-hmm. at the end of that show? They were supposed to last longer. Uh, and they only last that episode. They only last that episode. But you don't know how long is in between the two episodes. It could have been, you know, yeah. there's no... Right. Plus, the uh, Enterprise was pretty much getting a refit yeah. after the whole board thing. Yeah. So, Enterprise D. And that's something else right. I wish I could have seen more of. But let's get off that. I mean, right. that's out of, But I would have liked to have seen the refit more. 
Yeah. But anyways, Picard needs to deal with this feeling. You see it come to a head when he has to deal with, what's her name, Lily. Right. I think that's an amazing scene. Also, I think the fact that they show the, the crew members, they make sure to show the crew member that changed into the Borg. Mm-hmm. I think that was pivotal because, you know, she says, you just killed him, but he was your one of your crewmates. And, and goes, some lunch. It ties his emotions. It finally, he no longer has, like, after the next generation, the series, he had, like, the space from the Borg mm-hmm. where he could well, that, almost well, divorce himself. Yeah, exactly. And and they now, kept him away from them, too. Now that the Borg have hit home, essentially, yeah. it's becoming a lot real for Picard, and he has to really face these emotions he's probably been bearing all this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Data, he's tempted by the Borg Queen with uh, flesh. Temptation of the flesh. Yeah. Love how it's very literally biblical, yeah. though. Yeah. Which is interesting. The Borg graph skin flesh onto his uh, exoskeleton. And somehow tur- tie it into his neural net. Right. And make it feel. Right. Which was cool. I thought that was kind of cool. And was never done again. Well, why would you? I mean, I guess you could, but he graphed skin all over him. Sooner or later, it would have been done. Nah, yeah, I well, don't know. He was endeavoring to be more human. That's that's true. I I just don't see him going that far. No, you don't. You can't <laughs> that's that's very true. Okay, so it's also true that Data kind of plays a counter agent. We never see this. Mm-hmm. So he kind of plays two sides of the same coin. At one point, he turns into a bad guy, which I thought was brilliant. Well, he does. I think he's just playing. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In this, you don't know. That's true. You don't know. You don't know until you see it. Yeah. I I love his line when Picard asks him, you know, if he was tempted about her offer. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh yeah, it was like point seven seconds. But for but for an android, that's a a lifetime. Yeah. That was a good line. But that that's a good point. When he fires the torpedoes, you're like, oh crap. And, and then, then he misses. And then they miss. Mm-hmm. She thinks she knows everything and controlling everything. Right. And she's not. Which would be interesting because wouldn't Data be tied into the Borg collective? So no, when... she actually didn't do that. She did not connect him. She wanted a willing participant, just like yeah. Picard. Well, Picard was Picard connected. Picard had to be because Picard, he wouldn't. Yeah, Picard wasn't willing. And there's nothing that she could give Picard that would make him, but she gave him something that he, she thought would buy him. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't connected to the to the Borg because he was endeavoring. This was the, this is kind of the the contradiction, the the paradox of this whole story. Mm-hmm. She is getting a guy to help them convert the whole of humanity and the race to a mechanism mm-hmm. where they're all connected. But she, in order to do that, she has to let him be separate and make him a human. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a big paradox. Mm. But it works out. Right. Well, she wanted, like... A king. Yeah, uh, an equal. An equal, a duke. <laughs> She wanted of, her own boy toy. Yeah, but not only just physically, <laughs> hey. not just physically, yeah. but she wanted him to give freely. Uh, a mental so, connection. Yes, yeah. freely. No, not without not without hesitation. Like, mm-hmm. Picard was hesitant. Right. And that's really what turned him back in the end. His mm-hmm. free will inside wouldn't give in. That's why, in the end, sleep data. Well, that's because he was disconnected from the... No, when he says sleep dated, he's not disconnected from the Well, he connects to Picard. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. Did she know Mm -hmm. that Data would be the perfect mix for her because he hooked up to Lil' Q to Saborg? 
we see the Phoenix, the Earth's first warp-capable ship. hey Which is made out of? A nuclear weapon. Well, the fuselage. The fuselage of is. a nuclear weapon. And that's the whole tie-in for the Third World War, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's after the Third World War. And what humanity fought. To, it, it, they even say in the movie it's kind of a, a paradox of itself. They use a weapon to bring peace to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. I thought the design of it was cool as well. Mm, how the things popped out of the side. Yeah, yeah. But I think they were, they were too original series looking. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's but the, it's, it's the hundred. You what, mean too advanced? Yeah. To, I, I think it was too advanced looking. I didn't think it was at no. all. Because no. I, I can see the progression to NX01. Nacelles. And then... Yeah, the, this, the NX01 and Enterprise did a good job of taking that um, design. Phoenix design and expanding it. I, I, I really like that whole image. I still want to see that. I still I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the one they show in the, the prologue of Enterprise, the mm-hmm. one that comes right before NX01. Yeah, that, that the moon warp, ship. The warp, I think it's the Warp 4 project right. or whatever it was. I want to see that ship. But anyway, and it had thrusters still. Like real, what we would consider to be thrusters. But anyways, the Phoenix was great. It also had thrusters because that's how it got off the Earth. Well, it yeah. had a rocket engine. Well, it was a yeah, a rocket. Yeah. And I, I really liked that it was smart that they used the that they were able to fit the nacelles and do that folded mm-hmm. design so they could utilize the rocket mm. that was already there. Because if you think about it, they're scrounging parts and yep. reminds me of what NASA d- does with the um, solar panels. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what they do with the solar panels. They fold out, you know, right. only they yeah. round things at the end of them, which were nacelles. Right. I, I did like the fact that it was old-fashioned. The stuff inside was really, you could see that those designs in a plane today. Mm-hmm. You could see right. those, those things in a train even. Mm. They weren't really sophisticated. Which Cochrane pre- would prefer. prefer to ride in a train. I ride trains. Uh, so, yeah, we learn more about Cochrane. Mm-hmm. That great historical figure we always talk about in the other series, Profiteer, is what he was. Yeah, he wanted to make money off the warp drive. Mm-hmm. He wasn't money. in it to bring peace. No, to... he wanted he wanted his own island and babes and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he got his own babe for a little bit. Deanna was there. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think she was a willing participant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe to to drinking uh, tequila a little bit too much. Yeah, it's it's that's a really funny funny scene yeah. when she's like drunk. They had me drink this stuff called tequila. Yeah, so that was funny, and we learn that first contact with the Vulcans happens during this moment, and it's basically what brings peace to Earth and unifies Earth, Earth is... and then creates eventually Starfleet and the Federation. Without Ooh. that second, it wouldn't have been the same one. It may have been one. But it would have been different. Yeah. Right. If if Cochrane's space flight was delayed, even ten minutes, it, it wouldn't have happened. Because they saw the warp signature, not the planet. All they saw was the warp signature. Well, they weren't interested in Earth. Too primitive. And we, and we piqued their interest with us. Mm-hmm. So did in it, it, did in fact Zephyrin Cochrane break the Prime Directive? Cochrane didn't. The Vulcans did. The Vulcans did. Vulcans did. Yes. But, yeah. But you would think they probably. When it you know settled down, they might have done some espionage before uh, you know settling down on a plant that they didn't know anything about or virtually nothing about. I think I don't think they would have just landed. 
I like the ship. It was different. The Vulcan ship it was different. It was different. I didn't like it personally. Uh, like all oh, you don't like anything like the about symbol. these films. <laughs> you, like, you like every Vulcan ship to resemble the uh, symbol that they have? No. Uh, I like the warp sled. That was cool from uh, the motion picture. I didn't. I like that. That was the one thing I liked. I like how it the Came shuttle part the... separated and could dock. I thought that was really cool. I don't. I it was just different. I think it was too different for me to really grasp. Kind of looked like an evil bird, is what it looked like. It had like it the, was. It looked like a bird. It was weird, and it's the only time you see that kind of that I can recall that design. I don't remember seeing that in Enterprise at all. No. No, but we but did that's another, see. What, no, we did see the similar because in Enterprise the Vulcan ships had that similar style, like yeah. the first contact ships. Really? Mm. They uh, did. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the, maybe I'm looking. Not maybe. exact, but. Uh, and even was... even when um, uh, T'Pol's ancestor went mm-hmm. to Earth in Carbon Creek, we saw a similar ship. I didn't care for the color either of the ship. And it didn't but... care for you. <laughs> One thing I am extremely annoyed about in this movie. Yeah is that the Enterprise is able to create a, a temporal uh, vortex. vortex without the deflector dish. But they had all that Borg technology on their ship when it was being assimilated. Uh, and, I don't and, know, dude. And Data now has information about the Borg because he was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, both ways. I don't, I don't know. How were they able to emit, emit it? They could have repaired the, sh- the, sh- the shield. They uh, don't show yeah, the shield. W- what, do you uh, think it was like a shieldy mission kind of thing? And you know what? They have a backup. They have a backup deflector dish. Deflector. Yeah, a sure? array. It's an array, not a dish. Yeah. It's out of the saucer section, isn't it? They have. I, I thought that was only in the. Def- the I thought that was only the uh, Voyager that had that no. secondary deflector. But no. they no, but they can. They have emitters throughout the ship that, yeah. in case the main deflector dish goes bad, it's a backup. There's a backup. And it's like the open up thing. That's all they have to have do it. is open up the thing. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe. You don't think that that. Oh my god. You don't think at that time period they could use they could use like. Um, they could replicate pieces to rebuild it. Uh, not in that time. I, they you don't didn't know have how long time. it was between the end of the the Borg scene and the first that scene at the end. That could have been. That wasn't that long. No, it could have been. I don't, I don't think it was that long. But uh, I don't know. It it just seemed highly unlikely to me. I also didn't like that's the fact, all I'm what saying. I didn't like about the Enterprise E in this one. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like about the ship is the fact that the warp core is so different. I'm interested in the so fact that they have different uh, numbers of decks. They they say different decks, uh, like the number of decks that there are. But it wasn't said in the movie. No, they said it in the movie like three times, like what different numbers. Say? Like deck 17? No, like deck 24 and then deck something, something. It happens. It happens. It, it happens. Enterprise, that was the just Enterprise A, a little, had 153. That was, <laughs> that was just a little annoyance that I had. In a ship that I, I think you're annoyed with this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, not the whole. He's like, movie. I love the movie. I hate it. God, this is like my this is this is my movie. This is my Star Trek <laughs> other movie. Than I've, six. Other I've than this, like this fifty billion too. times. Yeah. No, this I've watched this than, a lot. Other than six, this is my favorite. This is your favorite. Yeah. Besides six. 
No, I, so, I like. You got to realize. Also, I thought this movie. Also I don't brought think in, do. I thought this movie brought in a, a, a part of a thing to Star Trek that we really hadn't had before, mm-hmm. which was one true drama, true, and almost horror movie like. And you had that sexual tension between yeah the Data there and the know. Queen, uh-huh. which uh, but it was they try to duplicate sexual tensions in the other movies. Yeah, it, as well. but this was the right one. Uh, yeah, it worked in this movie. Um, it's almost like a train wreck, you know. Don't kiss her, but oh my God, is he gonna kiss her? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Acor- according I, to Aaron, this whole movie is movie a train wreck. Sucked. I, I, it's not what I said at all. It's not what I, not said, what I at said. I just find everything to be repulsive. Um, <laughs> it was the best Next Generation movie. Okay, you must hate the other. <laughs> it's the best Next Generation movie out of the four by far. Wow, you must really hate the other ones. <laughs> uh. You know what I really liked was what? they put into perspective how big the ship was when they were walking on the hull. Right, they did that well, unlike the motion picture when they were walking the on the hull. The motion picture looks like they're on a ramp, that, <laughs> which is what it is. They have a ramp that uh, has like these things in a bl- um, bl- not a blue screen, a uh, backdrop, and that was it. Yeah. First of all, they're taller than when they walk down. They're actually taller than the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, well, CGI. CGI was great in this movie. But it gave you perspective. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. The thing was huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's a big ship. A long ship, anyway. I do like I do like the nacelles. The nacelles on the ship are awesome. I yeah, they're, they're one of my favorite designs. And it kind of starts a new style that we see mm-hmm, yeah. in later ships. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, this uh, they say the, the nacelles look like this is to reduce the effect of uh, tearing yes. of space with mm-hmm. the uh, thing, which that way they don't need the folding nacelles that Voyager has. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Here's the thing, though. I thought what they did with this ship, with a, and I'm I sorry, like we keep nacelles. on going after Voyager. <laughs> I know you like Voyager. I apologize. <laughs> But here's the thing, honestly, honestly, where Voyager kind of looked, I don't know, it almost looked like it was thrown together. (laughs) This took like the the elongated Uh, this way, the length, and worked it right with the ship. Mm -hmm. Because the E is really long. Because remember, the D was the widest by far, because it had the huge saucer section that went the opposite way. Yeah, you have to understand that the E has a specific purpose. The Voyage has right. a specific purpose. The E is fast we and out what to Voyage hit it. Is. It's a scientific vessel for the most part. Yeah. So it can be slower. It, it, yeah, it can be slower. And it has a mess of uh, sensors Sci- on that side. Scientific stuff. Yeah. yeah. That the Enterprise you can't E probably does not have. It is. Mm. You can't take that away. We're trying to be nice. <laughs> what, it, what the Enterprise has I don't know, is I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they have quantum torpedoes. They they have a mess of phasers. Well, not so much in this movie. Phasers get added on later, later on. on. <laughs> in and we also oh, find oh yeah, out. Qu- quantum torpedoes. Yeah, yeah, quantum, quantum torpedoes. torpedoes. Yeah. yeah, I would say this is an A minus for me. Okay. A just an A, an A. And Aaron gives it a straight F. No, no. So I gave <laughs> a C. Generations a C plus. I give. <laughs> first contact. I give first contact a B plus. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So moving on. Well, the reason I give it an A minus is because I always think that six is better, so I give that the A. I and see. There's no such thing as an A plus. Okay. Go ahead. 
Star Trek Insurrection. Star Trek Insurrection. I used to call it. I used to call it Star Trek Indecision. It's it's the ninth oh. uh, movie in the franchise, and it premiered December eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, Starfleet has crazy admirals. I like that. Yeah, that's that's my. Dowdy. They really do in Dowdy. all these movies. First of all, he doesn't fit any stereotype of any admiral you've ever seen before. No, he was almost like this guy was just grabbed out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, put the uniform on, you'll be fine. Well, it's interesting. He's like the worst admiral that we've ever seen. I'll agree to that. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> and he's... I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that... No, he's a problem. Uh, he's like the idea of Doherty. Doherty, actually, is Doherty. how he pronounces it. Doherty. It is Doherty. It is Doherty, but he mm. pronounces it Doherty. First of all, the guy who played him is not a great actor. No offense, but the guy really isn't. Right. Well, I thought the, I thought the character things. was underdeveloped. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, he's like a profiteer in the idea that we said before, like... Cochran. Only difference is, is this guy doesn't care who he hurts to do it. No, see, he he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He wants to. No, I think he does, but he doesn't want to do too much. He knows what he's going to do to that uh-huh. planet. He knows what he's going to do to those people. He wants to tra- He wants to take those people and move them. Yeah, because they want to use the properties of the planet for the entire Federation. You know, in so the- his goals are. Noble, but as Picard says, any forcible removal mm-hmm. of a culture mm. has historically been horrible. Yeah, but what I find is they went too far with the love story in this one. They went too far with uh, the too far. I think they did. I think no, they went too. No, no, yeah, no, no. I think they went too far with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought. See, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the love story at all. I I. I don't know if it was right. It was a filler Guys. with Picard. It was a filler. It was totally right with Picard. He he finally connected with someone on that intellectual level, and I guess I I really liked the, their story. I I think they had a connection, mm-hmm. and it, it felt very natural. It didn't felt forced, and I liked his relationship with Anij better than like. Uh, what's her face and Vosh or any of that other like I really liked her. The really I wish Crusher and him. I thought I wish we saw some of that. Whoa, whoa now. Yeah, I mean I wish oh. we saw that too. But yeah. I, I I really liked Anisha's character and their their relationship. It felt very natural. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's because it was so short of a time span. Mm. I think if it played out longer. It would have been okay. You're playing you felt safety, they could buddy. have done done more with it. I thought they could have done more with it. it I was, don't think there was enough time in the movie. With there wasn't enough time. That's, that was the problem. There wasn't enough time to really fully develop this relationship. I thought. A lot of times, what you have the problem of is it's either one story or the other. It can't be both because they take too much of each. You know what I mean? It'll be a three-hour movie. Yeah, and I'd probably enjoy it. You would, but most like, people like wouldn't Titanic. like Titanic. Yeah, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. I think they could have done without the love story in it and put so much more about the situation mm-hmm. in the movie. I don't know how much more you could have added. I wish we could have explored the Sona a little more. You could have done that. I thought that would have been neat. I thought we needed more of that, especially since you don't figure out until the really what three fourths of the way through that they're the same people. Right. I didn't like the Sona though. No, I didn't like it either. I didn't either. like the design of the character. I didn't like the... I thought the character design was very interesting. It was interesting, but... One of the things that irks me about this is within 100 years, 
they're able to enslave two races, mm -hmm. and they have these ships. They have when they were thrown like isolinear weapons or something like that. When they had been ex excommunicated from the original colony. Yeah, yeah. And remember the 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 Sona were pretty advanced. They or I yeah. mean the they Sona and the Baku down. since they were the same people, mm -hmm. they just had the. That split, that cultural split, right. and they got to a point where they just wanted to just live a peaceful life. Basically, I have, yeah, I have no peaceful. problem with the Baku or the Sona being a little more advanced than the Federation. Because oh, how many other civilizations? I don't are think out they're more that, advanced than the Federation. No, I, I don't. The same level. I yeah. don't. I don't mind that. I just don't. Where did these be. ships come from? I. It seemed like the. The uh, Baku were living there for a long, long time, and then they had these rebellious kids that left. Yeah, but these these rebellious kids left like a century or two ago. <laughs> like, yeah, but where? How did they get? Uh, did they build these ships? They probably had the ships like on the planet, or oh, you know, as backup in case they else. wanted to. And then uh, enslave two races. I think you get it can hard. happen, especially can happen. especially if the races were pre-warp civilizations, and they even mention that the when mm -hmm. Riker and Troy are in the computer lab, she mm -hmm. says that the Sona enslaved these two pre-warp. They were pre-warp civilizations, yeah. so, yeah. so it was they, easy for they're them. like the in total. And she's like, "Why are we working with these people?" Mm -hmm. And and that's right. the whole thing is because they totally they didn't even have a prime directive. They're just like they're basically the aliens that come down. Yeah. They produce Ketrasel White for right. the Dominion. Uh, these are bad pretty guys. bad guys. Totally yeah. bad guys. I just I thought there was a lot that happened in that 100 years. I I would have liked it to have. Been hey, a look time. look at how much has happened in 100 years of our no, history. No, that that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, we have been or not been to the moon. We don't know. Just <laughs> we've we've been to the moon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't don't start that. No, I don't know. Here's the thing: it can happen because everything it, it could in happen. every variable. We're talking about if everything is the same as us. Yeah, it's not, or even the same as the the Federation. It's mm -hmm. not. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. But here's the thing: I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I thought the characters were underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. The bad guys, at least. I think they jumped into the story way too. Like jumpstart when they did the whole thing with data. Yeah, you're, you're sitting there going, "What the hell is going on here?" I thought it yeah. was too confusing. I like that. I, did you? No, I, yeah, I, I thought it jumped right into the action. Sometimes it works for me. And sometimes it, it, it just doesn't. It made that mystery like, "Well, I want to see more." It is weird. I was like, "Why is data here and not on the, on Enterprise? the Enterprise?" And then he ends up back on the Enterprise. I mean, that's the whole. It's it's weird. Of the I mean, crew members are transferred all the anywhere. time, so it's not that drastic to think about him being transferred. But or he could have just been helping Starfleet. Yeah. For this little side project. How about how True. about the ship he had the um the, the scout, scout ship. ship that was that an was an excellent ship. design. First I thought time the, you ever see a ladder in a scout in a ship though, like that. <laughs> there was what, a ladder the, to go up. Well, yeah. that's like the docking hatch. Thing. Yeah. I thought the ships in this movie were really well done. Yeah. It's like some of my favorite action sequences with shuttles. Yeah. That, that was yeah. really awesome. Did you guys yeah. did you guys feel the same about like you know the Sona ships? Mm -hmm. I thought they were really coolly and well developed on the outside and on the inside. We'll see. It just looked too much like I mean, I knew it was supposed to be throwback to a 
what do you call it, plastic surgery type thing and a, yeah. and a beauty parlor kind of. But it was too much. His chair looked like he was... Well, that was intentional. He was RuPaul. It was intentional to have that luxurious... Yeah. They were all into luxury. Uh, if you got but the... But they weren't. Look at their uniforms. They look like hell. Well, physically? No, just the uniforms. I thought they the uniforms like were okay. I mean, everyone has their own sense of, of beauty. A, it was too much of a contradiction, I think. If you've seen the Star Trek, the magazine, they go over the sauna, and they, they talk about the luxurious lifestyle. Obviously, they're trying to stay young. That's why they won't... <laughs> That's why they look horrible. They look like Bruce, Bruce Jenner. Well, th that skin stretching thing is something... Because they're vain. They want to have... No they wrinkles. Don't want no wrinkles. And then well, they... Joan River look. <laughs> interesting note. In the deleted scenes portion on Memory Alpha, they mentioned that there was dialogue cut from the library scene with Riker and Troy. Mm -hmm. and they delve deeper into the motivation of the Sona, mm -hmm. revealing that they had only recently suffered these genetic difficulties and it prevented them from procreating. So their struggle was less to maintain, obtain the particles about vanity and more about a struggle to continue their race Survive. by procreating. Interesting. I think that would have and been a much better way to go. It mm -hmm. explained their need to use the other races as slave labor. Could because use it a little, yeah. Yeah. They definitely should have explored that. I think that would have made this a better movie. Yeah, and also, did you guys know that Quark was supposed to be in this movie? Towards the end of the movie, when they've opened up the Baku planet, Quark actually would have been vacationing on the Baku planet, and he just got there from the USS Ticonderoga oh, from okay. Deep Space Nine. Really? Yeah. I'm glad they did not do that. No, I would have liked actually, it. Actually, that's not a vacation planet deleted scene was uh, him like trying to start to exploit the Baku. Because yeah. he well, just heard about sense. it. That yeah. makes total sense. Uh, but uh, I don't know, that's kind of a stretch for me personally. Uh, stretch. <laughs> but so. there, there you go. Cause Worf was stationed at Deep Space Nine during this time, during this time frame, but ends up on the Enterprise again. Aha! Coincidence? I think so. <laughs> My question is yeah. with this movie. Yep. How come I didn't understand how the Bak I'm at the the Sona since they were very humanoid I'm at the Baku were very humanoid like humans yeah other than being young for a long period of time because of the planet yep how was it that the stretching of the skin would work for the Sona but when they do it to Dowdy it kills them well that's because it's like stretched they, his face. yeah they stre they stretch it to I mean they ba he far. put it on the maximum yeah. setting okay. okay yeah all right. And like started to like bleed out and stuff. This was that, also, that was a really gross effect. Yeah, that was. Uh, this was also the first time we see the new dress uniforms, I believe. For the yes, it admirals. Is. No, no. Oh, for, for everybody. For everyone, yeah. It is. Which was and cool. the first time we find out that the Enterprise, and I'm guessing by by conjecture, that all of the Starfleet ships have an emergency joystick. <laughs> Uh, and they can fly for like manual, playing Pac-Man. Manual 80s. control. Yeah, I was um, looking for the Atari symbol on that thing. Did you like that, Eric? I hated I it. I thought I thought it was hokey. Yeah. It was, yeah. I, it was, I can see the need to have like a manual on a ship, naval ship. The secondary control where you can control by one is in engineering, not right. Because well, you, you, you wouldn't. You would want to have the bridge the gets destroyed. 
the Enterprise, the original Enterprise had an auxiliary control room, uh, which wasn't main engineering. Mm-hmm. De- Enterprise and D had the battle bridge. The Enterprise D had the battle you bridge. Could keep them together and still use the battle bridge too. Right. So this ship should, have I guess, would have bridge. one. But I mean, he was. Uh, they're not going to walk down to this auxiliary control room just for that. I just thought it was hokey. No, it is. It's it it's should stupid. be in like the chair controls is what it should have been. Like he, they should have got him to be able to do two things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something that David uh, should something. be able to do or something. But mm-hmm. I think that pretty much sums up in distraction. That. Uh, so what are we uh, rating this one, guys? For me, it's a C. I say it's a B minus. I'm gonna give insurrection <laughs> a C. Indecision. A C. I'm giving it a C. So, so far, it's the lowest graded on, on of all three of us. If we averaged it, it would be the lowest so far. Right. Okay. So the next one is Star Trek X, which is Nemesis. <laughs> Star, Star Trek, Trek Nemesis. Oh, it looks like we are running low in time. So what we will do is we'll take the rest of the episode and we'll add it into the next episode. So stay tuned for our next episode where we will talk about Star Trek Nemesis. We will have the subspace channel and what puts my quantum state into flux. Okay, so I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. See you next week or next year or next... (laughs) It's trekking time. Yeah, when it's trekking time. (laughs) It's always trekking time. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on facebook.com slash sfescapepod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com. This has been a proud production of the 4-Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows on 4-EyedRadio.com. Beam me up, Scott.